Hello everybody, welcome to the Onside Report. My name is Taylor, it is great to have you with us. Friday 16th of April, 9.52pm. Um, I want to kick off the top of the show before I introduce my co-host tonight. Just with a little bit of a, a rant, My um, during the week my Cronulla Sharks uh, did something that I thought went against probably every kind of thing I would have liked to have thought would not exist anymore in rugby league. Uh with the very premature sacking of John Morris's coach, and they uh, hired uh, Craig Fitzgibbon as of next year, so first of November, essentially for us, he comes on board as our as our uh, our coach. I find it incredibly offensive, a slap in the face to John Morris, but also find it incredibly offensive um, to the fans, to us um, diehard supporters of of, of a club that we've all grown to love for some reason or another. A coach that was so loved by the players themselves, that um, Sean Johnson, who was um, who was one of the more influential players of the modern era, in my opinion, uh, and that's post, and that's, you know, before he come across to us from New Zealand, uh, went on TV, live TV, and I made a John show and said, you know, I, I really rate John Morris Bomber, as they will call him as a coach. The way that they've handled this is just atrocious, and it left nothing but um, anger and dissatisfaction in my in my head, knowing that this man has who's come on board with Shane Flanagan being uh, suspended from coaching because of the um, stupid things that he did off the field and the, what the club did, but you know they copped a considerable fine to the salary cap. They copped all the injuries with Moylan, Josh Dugan going down, Wade Graham, then Sean Johnson going down. Um, all in the last season or two, they've had several injuries. It's been a real shit run for the club in terms of health. And he has weathered all the storms that have approached. He has been able to provide, um, uh, in my opinion, stability in a role where he was doomed to fail from the beginning was able to still get to the final periods every season he was there. I think he was there for two seasons. For him to be punted the way that he was is just something that even me, I just can't forgive. And it's going to take a while before I get um, that kind of feeling taken out because it was just a real left field kind of thing. We all heard the rumors and we all saw what was potentially going to happen. I just didn't want to see the day. And, and this was just such a move that uh, I've been sitting on it for the last couple of days just just because of just how filthy I've been on it. Um, and even tonight's performance where we were not performing at our best and we should have won tonight, but we didn't and we lost by four, it really just leaves a real rubbish taste in the mouth of every Cronulla Sharks supporter. Um, even fans and aren't Sharks fans are disappointed for the game. Um, and, you know, head head office and head management need to pull their head in and realise that all they're going to do is push fans further and loyal fans, committed fans, even players who like this coach are not going to resign to the club. And that's going to be extremely detrimental to our short-term success and our long-term success, depending on the player. Um, and, you know, coaching and, uh, you know, uh, getting memberships and shit. Um Definitely deserved a lot better for the bloke. Um, and I'm really still really upset about it. Um, I just want to kick that off. So thank you for your patience. Uh, we promise we'll have an entertaining podcast for this evening. Um, with me, I've got Uncle Jesse and Uncle David. Boys, good evening to you. Yeah, how's it going, going on? Man? Well, That's all right, man. Up the night. Up the nights. <laughs> up the nights. If somebody doesn't watch NRL, good on you. I'm Fuck glad. Yeah, but I'm happy on his face. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesse, I know you're a diehard fan of, of the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Um, I know. You, I don't know what if you have an opinion on it or not, but um, do you share my, my, my opinion? Yeah. Or you... Well, I think all of us all of us who are into the NRL and rugby league all share your same opinion, mate. That's just, um... Yeah, just as a sports fan. like Yeah. Like when you have that connection to a club, like and you don't like to see it, especially mm. from a moral standpoint. We've seen coaches getting poorly treated more and more these days. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. I mean, unfortunately, mate, you know they're not the ones out there making the tackles. They're not the ones out there scoring the tries. They're not the ones out there, you know, um, 
running the show per se on, on, on the field. They're the ones that are just trying to build up those players to be the best they can be. And ultimately, I feel it's not a coach's fault if the team doesn't perform. You see European soccer in England, the sacking's pretty much in every division every year. You know, there'd be be a couple, be more. Dave will be the professional on that one for me for that answer. But I just think that the way that it's been handled has been just such a massive PR nightmare for the for the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, for sure. It's been piss poor. Piss poor. Um, yeah. Disappointed. You know, I'm not even a Sharks fan, fan and I'm disappointed. It's just, you don't like to see it. Well, that's the thing. Is that it's drawn you as a passionate fan to have to go and, and say these things. So it's not really that good to see. For me. Exactly. Exactly. Like you see all on social media and Facebook and that, people have cancelled their memberships, people mm. have burned the jerseys, that kind of mm. shit. You know, I'm not going to go to that that extreme because I'm still going to be a Cronulla Sharks fan for the rest of my life. I just think right now in this moment, for this week, what they've done has put such a bad taste in my mouth and a lot of people's mouths that are fans of rugby league in general, mm. um, the way that they've treated this man. Because he has gone and asked for uh, contract re- uh, renegotiation uh, for several weeks and they just kept on fobbing him off. And I think if you if you're not going to keep your coach, you know, tell the bloke. Don't let yeah. him. Don't leave him dragging and straggling along, so hoping. Is he sacked immediately, or at the end of the season, his contract? Immediately. Going? So we've got a caretaker coach in for the rest of the season. Mm. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. So on Tuesday, I think it was because that's, that's when I was at work, and that's when my boss told me he was a Tigers fan. He. Um, he comes up to me and says, Fitzgibbon's your new coach. Morris had gone immediate, immediately. And I was, I was a customer. I just turned around and said, disgraceful. That's all I had to say. Disgraceful. You know, I, I just think it's just such a bad move. I can see in some way, and I really I mean this as sparingly as I possibly can, I can see in some way why they would get rid of a coach. Because if you've just said to him, we're not going to sign you, mate, for the rest of the year. You're done. We've got a new coach coming that's going to replace you. You wouldn't want that coach to not perform and not try and lead the club in the right direction. So in a way, I do see why they got rid of him, but I just don't think the if they work, the way in which they yeah, went about it. The way they went about it. Like, you know, you, you could have sacked him in the off-season. If you knew you were going to get rid of him this year and you were already talking to, to uh, Fitzgibbon, you already knew you were going to sign someone different. Why didn't you get rid of him in the off season and say, mm-hmm. Bomber, mate, thanks for your two years. You know, thank you for playing for us for two hundred and sixty something games in this division. In top fright rugby league, you played two hundred and something games. I think it was two thirty, sorry, not two sixty. Mm-hmm. But he played a hell of a lot of games and he's a tenured tenured player. Um, albeit not a very good player, but he played a lot of games. Yeah. I would have just thought they would have just had a little bit more class and a little bit more respect. But clearly, um, it's Mr. Mark. Well, even still, like, why not? Like, if he's such a club legend and club hero and all that stuff, the way it's obviously, it's going to just destroy the the morale of the team. Unless there's people within the team that didn't want him, which, from what you're describing to me, doesn't sound like the case. Or at least just say to him. Like, if you want to motivate a coach in this instance, and, like, if you're going to bring a caretaker in for, what, two more months of the season? Oh, no, it... It'll be until like October, September, yeah, September, October, end of the season, pretty much. Why not just say, "Look, mate, we're going to extend your contract out to the end of the season. If your performances aren't good, you're getting the sack." You know, yeah, helps drive him, helps motivate him, gets the team behind it, rather than just see you out the door. Uh, exactly, because his contract expired at the end of the year. So you'd like to say to him, "If you succeed and get to X X uh, on the on the scoreboard." then we'll consider renegotiating. Yeah. But the the fact that after five weeks, essentially, round six this week, they've just pulled the pin on him. Nah, it just... Mm. It just... Yeah. I'm, I'm just... Exactly, after five rounds. And um, it's just a shame because there's not that many teams in Australian sport, but, like, anything. You go on a run of form, you have three wins on the bounce, and they're already looking into top half of the table. Like, you don't... Exactly. Know. Exactly right, though. You know, you're already looking at you know getting through Origin, and then mm. being able to perform. You're already talking that way. Um, 
but then nothing happens. And, you know, I just, oh, mate, I'd look, I don't know. I could go on and bash about it, and I could, I could talk this entire podcast about how filthy I am as a Sharks fan to see what they've done to, to, to John Morris. But, you know, I want to talk about some more positive stuff. I want to talk about stuff that we've seen tonight in terms of rugby league and sport in general and what we've watched over the last week. So, um, Panthers continuing their good run of form. Oh, mate, what a game that was. To be honest, what I think, a... think Panthers played pretty piss, piss poor, to be honest. They did. usual. Um, Broncos actually stepped up to the plate. And you know but, why they stepped up? Because Milford wasn't playing for them. Yeah. He's reserve grade this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, your million yeah. your million dollar man. I know. You know, and, and all it took Kevy Walters was five games to realise that the the Milford gamble was a real big misfire. Oh yeah. For sure. And you know, but even you're watching him, you know, throughout the last couple of years, he has those moments, mate, where he is just at some points best on puck. He deserves all the praise. But then there's weeks you just see him and you just go, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, why, how you paid that much? You know, I think it was, I think it was, and this is very key. I've got to make sure I stress this. I think it was Paul Kent from the Daily Telegraph when he watches that three, I watched that 360, NRL yeah, 360. 360 yeah. uh, a year or two ago, he said, you always can tell how Milford's going to play judging by his kicks. And he said, if at the beginning of the game, his kicks are off, you know he's not going to have a good game. Mm. And for the majority, he is correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't watch a hell of a lot of Broncos games, but I've noticed in the last probably two, three years, um, especially when the whole Bennett saga kicked off with uh, Seabolt, mm. um, Milford just started declining. And it's something that I just don't think the form really picked up. Because you watched him in the first two games of the season before COVID hit last year, I was tipping Brisbane to be top eight, top four. And then and then we then then we come back and they get beat fifty nine nil on the first first game back of the of the of the season return from COVID, and that was only six to seven weeks off. That was not a lot of time off. Mm. So you know that's what you know baffles me to a massive degree. Yeah, for sure. But um, as as saying that they definitely stepped up this week. Uh, they played. Uh, there was a time in the game where I thought the Broncos might actually take the win. Um, they might actually Same. get it. Um, but then just the class, Nathan Cleary, obviously, um, and Jerome Luai. Um, yes, took them over the edge and they won the game. So Panthers won 20, Broncos 12. So, yeah, that was good. Oh, good game, that one. It was a two-point field goal as well from Cleary. Yep. 40, 42 metres, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Like that was, that was pretty that good. Was... So there's only been two so far, mm-hmm. but... Clearly, Reynolds was the opening factor from, I think it was last week's game. Yeah, last uh, week against the uh, Broncos. Yeah, against the Broncos. <laughs> Evidently, the Broncos against the Broncos. All the uh, two-point field goals against them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That had a lot more purpose this week, and that was something I took away. I actually tipped in my multi. I had a two-game multi that Broncos were going to win. Uh, Broncos. Panthers were going to win 31-40 to 40 well, in terms of uh, points, like uh, distance, like, you know, bra, bra, you know, forty nil or yeah, yes. yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I, I, I thought that I thought it was going to be an absolute like stomping. I thought it was going to be a thrashing. I was really surprised, to be honest. Last night was a great game. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you had the uh, obviously the Sharks and the Knights game. Taylor, do you want to talk about that? No we, comment. We, no, we we came out and. We had a very slow start to the game. Really slow start. The only thing that would have been a difference uh, for the game would be Pogba's two tries. As a yeah. fullback, being able to score those tries is you know, is good. The kid is very talented. And I was educated you know, last week when he returned back for the first time and went over some Titans, and Titans steamrolled them. The Sharkies just looked so flat. Just they weren't ready to play. All the situation going on could benefit exactly. from sure into that. Uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. factor, to, not benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right. You have, you have, it has to factor in those results. But also, to some degree, you can't use that as an excuse. No. You're a paid professional. 
and you know just because one coach is teaching you one week and the other you still go out there for 80 minutes and you gotta do your job that's right you know it'd be it'd be like it'd be like getting a new manager at work you have to still perform your duties you're still expected under new management to provide the same level of service yeah same would have to unfortunately and i'm I'm not a footy player's um bumhole but you would have to expect that being coached under a different coach depending on the quality nothing would change mm. nothing well, would change I was expecting uh, Sharks to come out and win that, but uh, it was, we yeah, all did. Ended up, ended up being closer than I thought. So you know, you know, it's funny. Like last week when we played the Roosters, I did not expect us to win. I, I didn't bet in my multi that week <laughs> for the, for them. I thought we're going to get pummeled here. We're yeah. going to be absolutely dismantled, destroyed, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I couldn't believe that because like I was watching it, and then I, I think Sharks are ahead, and then I turned it off twenty minutes to go, and then I looked back. Roosters got up, won the game, and I was like, "What the hell just happened?" So I had a yeah. walk, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Fuck, <laughs> unbelievable, far out." But it proved the stronger team tonight. With them, with uh, uh, Melbourne and Roosters game, that was a blood draw of a match. Oh, it was. Pa- I don't know how Pappenhausen came back and and played on after his HIA. Like he was clenching his shoulder when he went off the HIA too. I thought he, he would have like yeah. dislocated his shoulder or something. Um. Yeah, and then looked like they were getting, going to get a bunch of injuries. Looks like Brandon Smith was going to come off at some point. Looks like um, what's his name? Uh, what, uh, Munster. Seven? Munster. That's right. Looks like Munster was going to come off at some point. And I was like, bro, this is a physical game. And it was in the um, all in the first ten minutes or so, all the first ten twelve minutes. So yeah. Start exactly. of that game was extremely physical, extremely close, and then the second half was just a different story. Exactly. It really just emphasised how little um, the Roosters came out to play in the second half. Going down 20 points to four. Um, you know, Roosters this year, uh, I mean, uh, they are not having a good time of injury. They're in some strife. Um, and that Sam Walker, I'll tell you what, watching that Sam Walker last week when he debuted against us, um, I think he debuted against us, I think. I could just be off. I've had the scotch from earlier, so I'm a little bit fuzzy. Yeah, it was against uh, you guys, I believe. It was against us. But um, that Sam Walker is a kid of the future, mate. He played so bloody well last week. This week, different situation. You're versus Melbourne. Mm, but sure. I thought it was such a good performance for him. But yeah, look, you know, the rest of the weekend's looking all right. There's a couple of games there that are going to tickle my pickle a little bit. But if I'm honest with you, well, it's, you know, we got game. bunnies. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Fucking Mate. middle of the uh, at the halfway at uh, was it Stadium Australia? So got good seats for that. So that'll be good. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Tigers came out to play with a little bit more uh, intensity, mate. I'm It'd expecting be... that. I'm yeah. expecting that. I'm expecting Tigers to come out with after last week's shocker. They're going to come out hard. And I think South can be a bit over cocky with all the big wins lately, like the four in a row. So I think the first half Tigers could put it to us, but then I think second half South will come out like usual. What's and your prediction? Fucking, my prediction, 18-12 South. 18-12 South. Jeez, that's a low-scoring affair. I'm expecting, I'm expecting, like, it happens all the time. Like, example, Broncos, 2012 against... Panthers. No one would have been twenty-two that. to six. Just I would love. I would love that. I'll figure out that. I would love that. <laughs> what do you reckon, Taylor? What do you got? I, I was going to say twenty twenty-six twelve. Okay. Yeah, that seems twelve. That, that seems yeah. I just the eighteen twelve was the first thing that popped up to my mind. Just like because I'm going to the game, so I they'll don't probably think it's be that close. Though. Yeah. yeah well, I hope there, not. I, I whenever hope I go not. to a game, it always seems to be fucking close. So. <laughs> You know? Okay, so you're telling me to put money in my Ladbrokes account and put on uh, Rabbitohs to win one to twelve. Is, is, is that is that correct? What I'm hearing there? I don't know. I, you didn't hear anything. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> okay, gamble don't responsibly. Gamble like Taylor. That's it. Don't put five dollars in and then another five, Not then the another five. Gambling, just the poor choicing. Oh, <laughs> boo, 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 David, boo. Oh, you can boo. punt all you want. Just punt better. Oh, will Anzac Day races bring it on? Champions slash Europa League. 
David, mate, this is all you, buddy. This is your left field. Um, but Dave, David, with the champion slash Europa League, yeah, this is up your alley, mate. Go ahead, brother. Well, as usual updates, we have uh, getting closer to our semi-finalists, of course. So, big upset, of course. Bayern getting knocked out in the quarters to PSG after a very interesting affair in which PSG lost the game, drew the game, and won all in the same night. Losing 1-0 to Bayern Munich, which puts them at a 3-all on aggregate, which makes them go through to the finals. I believe the draw was released yesterday with uh, PSG versus Man City, so the battle of the wallets, as lots of people like to say. Um, <laughs> and Chelsea and Real, after Real absolutely, you know, holding in the tight. First, yeah. in, in the first game, they what they beat them 3-0, and then it was a nil or draw, wasn't it? 3-1. 3-1. Um, yeah, it's just more of a nightmare for Liverpool, sitting in sixth at the moment in the league. Bowing out, well, crashing out of the Champions League. I wouldn't say again, because of course they won it a couple of years ago. Mm. But from going to, from such a high to, by their standards, such a low, it's a bit concerning. And especially when Liverpool, uh, sorry, when Real Madrid haven't been in the highest of form. Yeah, they're now top of La Liga again. But I mean, Spanish teams just haven't seemed to have that dominating presence like they used to. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely noticed that throughout the last couple of um, <clears throat> last couple of seasons, mate. Mm-hmm. As time has gone on, so I definitely agree with you. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the the Man City Paris uh, Saint Germain game. Mm-hmm. That will be that'll be very interesting. So that's what I was really hoping for it to be like a PSG Real or Man City Real, something like that. So the final would be PSG and Man City. Because yeah. they're just two clubs that have just pumped money into their squads on the sole purpose of, you know, wanting Champions League victory. And it's been that circumstance where finally they're there and one of them's going to fall short. PSG, unfortunately, now the second year in a row. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, so I'm... Weirdly enough, I still think Man City may pull through. And you reckon they will? I mean, for Aguero, it's his last year, isn't it? That's what that's what I think. I think Man City are going to pull through. I don't think it's going to be... A, I think it's going to be a... Whoever wins, wins at home. Whoever gets the most of... Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. It's really hard to put into work because it can go either way. Pep and his system will either just outrun PSG, mm. or PSG like Mbappe is just going to run away with it. It's it, it's it's a it's a Mbappe and Neymar versus Man City. It's very strange. Literally, system versus stars, which not to say Man City doesn't have stars, but they don't quite have like they have De Bruyne obviously, but everyone around them it just doesn't feel like they have those, you know, million dollar players. Um, even though that bench is worth more than West Ham. Um, but <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea's going to be... I think this is going to be a circumstance of whoever wins it is going to run away with it. Chelsea's going to dominate or Madrid's going to dominate. It's not gonna, I don't see that being a close game. I see it just going... I mean, how long has um, uh, Couture been away from Chelsea now? Like two years? In, ten, in circumstances of since they've reached their Champions League final. Oh, yes, if, if, if they do. Sorry, yes, if they Last do. Last time they won it was under Mourinho, so the, for the first time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that is a fair... That's a fair whack of time. Yeah, Real Madrid, obviously... Uh, 2016, um, Chelsea won it last, so five years ago. Um, no, sorry, 2012. That was the Premier League they won in 2016. 2012. So, yeah, Mourinho stint. Real Madrid obviously had that run of th- run of three. Um, so, like, I'm a Madrid fan, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to see them win it. <laughs> like, I'd like to not have Chelsea win it either. They're probably the bottom of the barrel. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. So come on Wednesday. So well, two weeks, two weeks, and the semis will start. Um, on to the Europa, down to the final four. We've got Arsenal versus Unai Emery's Villarreal. So that's gonna be uh, an interesting tie. The the team that sacked him getting some revenge. Yes. That'll be interesting. And, uh, yeah, your beloved man, United, looking convincing. You've got Roma. Yeah, yes, got, yes. Um, they've got Roma, so they may be end up adding some silverware to Ollie's, Ollie's bus. It would be good. Like, I, I would have, honestly, no complaints. Um, mm. Just not know. Arsenal. Weirdly enough, this is the year where I'm like, just not Arsenal. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. You know, like, I... I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to play. I hope that uh, they they're going to play well. I mm. think I'm just, you know, I don't know. We always seem to uh, get there and just stop. So if, it's going to be interesting. It's this, going to be very interesting. If this was the Roma of about three or four years ago, I'd say you're gone. But the Roma but, of now has been so inconsistent. They've Not taken right. a massive step back, haven't they? Mm. So I, it's yeah. I see Man United probably winning it. I weirdly enough, I may see an all English final again. Well, let let me uh, let me ask you, Dave. So, in terms of <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of how it's going to look then come um, with Europa. If we win Europa, does that take us through to is it the Euro? So you, or is you it... get automatic qualification. So the Euros is the international comp. Yeah. If you win the Europa, you're automatically through to Champions League next year. Which, okay. with that, I believe ends up opening up... No, I think it still keeps the position the same, but sometimes they allow extra teams. But I think their limiting, limitation is four English clubs at all times. So I don't think it's going to make much of an impact. Okay. Can't okay. Be the official ruling behind because there's some instances I know that if man, weird, strange reason that reason that Man United was to drop to fifth or sixth, which I don't see happening in the league, they've mm. got Champions League football regardless, no matter what they come in the league. Um. But yeah, I suppose you're. You've made me hate Man United less, and it's hard for me to stay bitter against them. Oh, David, shucks. Well, <laughs> you know, you're a Liverpool supporter, so... no. But Thank God for that. It's good. I don't like Bruno Fernandes. I think he's very overhyped. But as a... You know, they're pulling out results. They're doing well. Pogba seems to sort of remember who he was or who he is. Thank God he does. But apparently it looks like he's gonna, he's on the outer anyway, mate. Oh, he he's going to... Since, I don't know, the last three years. It's just whoever's been willing to pay the most money for him. But if it's and, if that's a swap deal to get Dybala from Juve, I would happily take it. I'll take it. Jesse, are you still alive? Yeah, bro, I'm still fun alive. Still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't as interesting to you, but um, for us, mate, this is um, this is the, one of the biggest times of the year. Coming yeah, to the end of the season, Champions so it's all. But speaking of Champions League, and you know I have to get them in. I know I briefly mentioned it before. Yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. Thank you. Seven games to go in the season. West Ham in fourth. Jay Lings. Lingardinho. Yes, Lingardinho. We'll we'll have a nickname to go from now. Yes, fuck. Since he has started, since his debut with West Ham... He has had more goal involvements than anybody else since since he started. And he's currently mm. sitting on, I believe, eight goals. Eight goals Mate, since he started. <laughs> if, if we're only asking for 30 mil, you should take it. Well, he is 28. But oh. it's ah. he's in the prime of his career. Exactly, mate. You know, in Football Manager, he's he's a three-star player, bruv. I mean, I'd mm. be jumping all over that. Like a lot of the... it's It's hard to tell because a lot of the people are saying, you know... West Ham, out of all years to do it, this is the time because we have, oh, excuse me, we have a pretty good run of form. Unfortunately, Antonio is injured. Declan Rice is injured. 
but we have Newcastle left. We have Burnley, we have Brighton, Southampton, West Brom. Our only two challenging games left is Chelsea and Everton, which Chelsea's just going to be focusing, I reckon, on Champions League. And yeah, so... and we beat Leicester 3-2. Oh, yeah, you did, and that was a bloody good game. Mm-hmm. Nail, I nail enjoyed Barter, that much. Of course. But, um, yeah, West Ham, for some reason, just don't know how to hold on to a 3-0 lead. Three years, three weeks running. They just get too complacent, mate, unfortunately. If somehow we bottle it against Newcastle, I'm going to be furious. But, <laughs> but out of the years to do it, like, if we get... This is the time. Yeah, what if there's a potential... Five wins from seven games. Yeah, and it's and I tell you what, it's a high potential that you will get those, hmm. those you know, five wins. Oh, I mean, you'd be lucky if you if you were, if you got five, it'd be great. Hmm. Um, but unfortunately, as we all know, English soccer can be a bit unpredictable sometimes. Yeah. If you if you were to take any number, I think you'd be happy with three or four because that would still give you some buffer. But you would want Leicester to lose their next game or two as well, surely. Because yeah. they're a point behind, are they? A point behind? Yeah, or? it's so close. So Man United seems pretty safe, but 56 for Leicester, 55 for West Ham, 54 for Chelsea. We've got a three-goal buffer on Liverpool. Tottenham's 49. So I'm feeling confident that we may snag even a Europa spot. Yeah, and then that'll be, that'll be bloody fantastic for you. But this is where Leicester usually likes to bottle it. This is where West Ham... Well, we're never in this predicament, so it's hard to tell. Um, but yeah, it's the season to be doing it. I'll be it's all—it's—it's it's all bloody happening, mate, isn't it? Mm. So definitely keen to hear what you think <laughs> next week. So I'll be looking forward to the to a little mm. soccer report then, mate. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, now we're going to kick in. Unfortunately, Jesse's going to have a little bit more of a snooze here because he's not a fan of wrestling. Oh, we'll ask you, what uh, do you think of WrestleMania there, Jesse? Yeah, did you watch wrestling or see any results? No, bro, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I yeah, I don't really follow it, so... That's um, all right. I'm a footy and fucking MMA boxing type person, so that's pretty much all the sports I follow. That's all right. Well, do you have any boxing or MMA you want to talk about? Oh, this? I mean, not really. I mean, there's the fucking stupid... Uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. That's on tomorrow or Sunday or whenever, but who really gives a fuck, eh? At least it'll be finally yeah. over and done with. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank God for that. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that to Tyson you. Fury, though. Jesus. I know. Yeah. Fury's looking scary. He, wants he to, is scary. But he wants to fight Francis in Ghana. <laughs> now, I want to talk about that. At the end, after the wrestling here, because this is the last segment, I want to talk about boxing with you, Jess, uh, and just some shit that you've seen. So that would be great. So hang on to that. Hold on to that, that lightning. Um, <clears throat> we're going to jump straight in now, unfortunately. Jesse, you're still going to be asleep over there, but we're going to jump into um, Australian... <laughs> Wake up, Peppa Pig. You're all right. Um, <laughs> we're jumping straight into Australian suplex. So me and Dave here are diehard wrestling fans. We've been watching wrestling as long as uh, we can both remember. WrestleMania was during the week or last Sunday uh, in Monday for us gone by. A two-nighter event, first time with crowds in an open stadium mm -hmm. since COVID lockdown uh, in uh, in Florida, in Raymond James Stadium, Florida. It took a little bit to get started there because of the rain delay, uh, but it it's was... It's finally back. They it's like finally back. Exactly. Here, please stand for the National Anthem. Warning, warning, thunderstorm overhead. Please move to a safe location. It was fantastic to see the fans back, hear the mm. chants, the yays, the boos, the holy, you know it's what. Genuine atmosphere. So this fake stuff they've been planting into us for the last 12 months. I know you can't help it, but when... It, it was good. When you have Vince McMahon at the push a button going, this is awesome, awesome, or booze. <laughs> I'm booing the right person. I'm just surprised they have holy shit as a as a as a chant that they put on there with a couple of the pay per views. I haven't watched all the pay per views from last year, a handful, but I remember just hearing holy shit. I'm thinking, hang on, Vince, what are you doing, mate? Aren't you PG? Hmm. Like, what's going on here, you sneaky old lol bastard? You. Mm -hmm. 
but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. A couple of um, interesting booking decisions. Uh, yeah, a couple of weird booking decisions. Like you know, you had Drew McIntyre not uh, getting yeah. back the title, which I thought he would have been uh, long overdue for a WrestleMania moment, considering okay. he was the the wartime champion. That's how uh, I say a lot of things like wartime. But you just think COVID lockdown, no fans, no nothing. And, you know, yeah. here you are. Carried the company for basically a year. Yeah, like he really did. Out of all people, I suppose, like, like you can't be angry, really. Because, like, Bobby's just, he's finally in the form of his career. It's the person he should be. He should hmm. be up there. It's a shame for Drew, but, like, he'll get it back. He'll have his, his big moment. He'll have it probably next year, if not the year after. I hope he does. He he definitely deserves to have that that opportunity to be able to perform well, mate, and be able to have that moment in front of the fans. I mean, this was a like his intro that he's been doing lately with that big gigantic sword is just the claymore. The claymore, like it's a little bit. I don't know. For me, it's a little bit funky. You know, it's like, geez, look at you, you you loose goose. You know, but. Seeing him come out, all the fireworks with the stadium, it, it definitely worked well. Um, what I was a little bit thrown back by, uh, obviously Tamina and Natalia winning, but then going on to losing the next night, yeah. I just, unfortunately, I just didn't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it, Tamina's been around for the company for, what, 12 years? And Both she's... Tamina and Natalie. Yeah, to me and Natalie. Natalie's basically then, trained all the women. Yeah, she's she's been the go-to. Of all people that would have surely have deserved an opportunity to shine in the sun, mm. would have been those two ladies that night. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, it was it wasn't essentially a squash match, and I'm very thankful that it wasn't because they deserve a lot more than just being squashed in, you know, two three minutes. Mm. But it was. Tamina's never held a title, ever. Yeah. I think Natalia may have held the, when it was called the Divas Championship, I think. Maybe. Like, I could be wrong, but I can't recall her ever having it, but she just seems like someone who should have. Yeah. But for them to neither have it and always come close. Like, they didn't do it like a Mark Henry moment. Like the, Yeah. With them. Exactly, just chuck chuck on the belt to him for all of a couple of minutes, lose at the big show, and then Daniel Bryan comes in and cashes in. Hmm. You throw Daniel Bryan into anything this day and age, it seems like it'll be a good booking decision anyway. King Kong, you know? and Daniel Bryan. Exactly, exactly, you know, Master Chef UK and Daniel Bryan, hmm. you know, some shit like that. Um, there are a couple other decisions as well throughout the night. Uh, I think you know this one I'm going to mention. Um hmm. The Nigerian drum fight. Oh, the one that won me my predictions. The yes, match, the, the one, the, the one night. that, the one that ended my four-year straight WrestleMania championship win. Now you can just call me Triple H because I'm just pushing younger talent. Um, <laughs> I'm older than you, champion. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, you were very right though, and I was talking to the boss at work, and I said, my mate Dave said. Uh, why would you build up this new gimmick as a Nigerian leader with all the accents and all the tribal gear to not let him win? And you said that halfway through the fight. And I went, this bastard's winning. (laughs) And then a seven-foot King Kong kind of guy comes out and just, you know, demolishes bloody poor Biggie in front of his home crowd at his stadium. They hate home crowds. They always hate home crowds. The only one that I think's ever really truly won a home crowd match was Buddy Murphy when we went in 2018. Yeah, and that was probably the biggest pop that was for the night. Yeah, dead set. Everything else was like, ah. Oh, yeah, hey, you had the Undertaker it, it, returning and all this stuff. and Exactly. Some small bloke from Melbourne. Yeah, some small little buck 50 guy from Melbourne. You know, he comes out and steals the show. But that match was weird, that, that, that Nigerian drum percent. match. And when you look back at it, not one single drum was used. Literally, oh no, yeah, no, because they they used the gong and yep, and, and that's it. So it's, and the stairs, so it's like okay, 
I was, I was hoping for them to both sit down at the end. If Biggie won, sit down at the end, just start drumming some Bob Marley or some shit. Well, I was expecting it to be like an Inferno match or like a, what, a lumberjack match or something. Just all these like Nigerian drummers on the outside sort of building it up. Like a Black Panther kind of thing. Go on, go with that, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I thought. Something like that. Yeah, and they'll sit on the apron and something. They couldn't get out of the ring. Something like that. But... Something that would just, you know, throw them off and then, you know, for, for a comedic shot, you throw Apollo into the drums and then they just bump it up and stop. Mm. You know, some, something silly like that. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, the Fiend... Having his WrestleMania uh, oh, match, what an entrance! What a finish! Oh. And what a finish! You know the the supposed heel turn of uh, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, or Sister Abigail for those who are keen on watching. Um, that was freaky. Mm. That was really, really freaky. I enjoyed watching that um, that little spot there, and the blood, and the the way that she was the blood, the the black ooze, I should say. Um, her sitting there looking at it and looking at him, then losing clean to an RKO. You just can't write well, that. Yeah, I think probably a bit more of a logical way was maybe, I don't know, have the Fiend climb back up, go to talk to it, and then she had, like, pushed him off. Into an RKO or something like that. Something like that. Just That would have that would have made a hell of a lot more sense. Well, was it was just, oh, she looks freaky, a distraction, RKO, that's it. Yeah, it just... I think that was the only major boo for the entire night. Was that match? I don't recall, yeah, any any boos. Even Roman Reigns, who should be a heel, was not getting booed. Mm. You know? I think, you know, I think you're right. It was the only real big boo because they just left... Mm. Everyone were just blueies, you know? It was just so... Yeah. Just such a left-field move. That's why I'm know? keen for SmackDown, just to see what happens with Roman Reigns. Like, jeez, I've never been more invested in a storyline since him. Yeah, I'll be up to watch it tomorrow morning. I can't, I can't wait for that. Mm. It's, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to challenge. Obviously, um, Ray Ripley, good on you oh. for starters. You know, first what a, Australian major champ. Yeah, what world a, champ, I should say. Yeah, world champ. What a bloody crowning moment in her life that would have been. And she's not that old, is she? She's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, so she's my age. She's done more successful than I have than she, than, than I have in, in her life. So you know that's that's bloody fantastic. You know, and she looks like she could be my dad because she's yeah. just so so uh, so ruthless. Jesse, look up Rhea Ripley. You'll you'll you'll, you'll see what I'm yeah, talking before about. Before and afters, but yeah, before and after. But, but she, yeah. what a technically technical good match that was. I, I actually enjoyed that match. Asuka can't do anything wrong. No. Um, when it comes to wrestling, and and that's obviously my opinion of watch, watching her. She did well. Keen for to see what happens with Charlotte coming into the mix. I hope. Speaking of Charlotte, I hope she did you? S- but I suppose yeah, touching back on Rhea Ripley, hope she does well. But I suppose from very very the best of the best that an Aussie can be right now to unfortunately the lowest period with all the news that happened this morning with the Iconics being released. Yeah. With Joe. As much as he hasn't been used that much, Callisto, I reckon, was not used to his fullest. Yeah. He's waiting for, like, a proper heel turn with him. Yeah. But... T- yeah, Tucker, you had um, Bo Tucker, Dallas as well. Bo was interesting, because he's just always been there. But he hasn't been used since bloody Crown Jewel 2019, mate, you know? Yeah. Since the Miz, the... the uh, what do they call it? The... Miz Mizanage or the uh, the A list the the B squad yeah. or whatever it was. B squad. Since they the split team. from your yeah, B team, when they split from Miz, pretty much their their careers just came to a grinding halt. And Bo Dallas, as weird as it seems, has so much good like has so much potential. He does. There's a I lot of potential, but former NXT champion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, all you have to do is bow leave, of course, you know. But now you'll be able to bow leave in his real estate business, and while he's living on a farm with his real life girlfriend, Liv Morgan, you know. So they're going to be able to do something, of course. But um, yeah, it was a real, real sad to see uh, Samoa Joe go. Like yeah, you know, he was on Mania commentating. Exactly. I think, I think it was just a circumstance where they weren't going to clear him, and he's gone. I want out. Yeah, that makes a logical sense. 
Exactly right. You know, that's why he's been commentating for such a long time now because of obviously the concussions he's had. Mm. But, um, yeah, that sucked. And the Iconics, why would you break them up to, to release them for budget budgetary reasons? But you know, you know who make the call, though? Good old John John Boy, Johnny Laurinaitis. Yeah. Because now he's head the head of, the of talent relations. Yeah. So, the only saving grace is that I feel you'll at least see Billy Kay. I think they'll come as a two-part package because I don't see them doing it. But I wouldn't surprise me seeing Peyton Royce in AEW. Yeah. Because I need more... Divas. Women. More stars in the women's division because it's a bit lacking, not the fact that they don't have phenomenal. It's very amazing and eh. Then you sort of have that that gap. And I think Peyton Royce can do very well. I think Chelsea Green will go there, being Matt Cardona's partner. Yeah. Um, Peyton's obviously... Um, oh, what's his name? The perfect 10. Um, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger, yeah. Ty Dillinger's partner. So, if it means that they're going to get more screen time, they're going to be appreciated and used. All the best to them. Exactly. Good luck to them. I don't care where they are. They're just the most entertaining (laughs) women's tag team. They they fire the only proper tag team in the women's division. Dead set. You're not wrong. The only proper team that's grown up from starting out here in Australia and then going international. They've stuck around for pretty much everything. You know, so a bit of a silly move on WWE's end, but I'm not Vince. I'm not telling them to cut who, so, yeah. you know, just disappointing, of course. Mm, got um, from, so from fake fighting over to real fighting there, Jesse? Yes, Jesse, Tom, Tom to wake up, wake up 3,000. <laughs> well, um, I don't really have anything, bro, boys. I Yeah. <laughs> just, just the... Just the just that stupid uh, Jake Paul Ben Askren fight that's coming up. Uh, that's really about bad. Before? That's yeah. yeah in, about... Uh, well, apparently, yeah. In Garno, uh, not in Garno. Um, Fury wants to fight in Garno. So, and there's this big thing about it. So, yeah. I don't Do you reckon that would go? You don't reckon? What about um, Poirier and, and um, McGregor, McGregor coming Curry? back to fight? <laughs> yeah, well, on and then it was off, and then it's on again. I don't know. So well, it was like a um, no. Well, McGregor said it was going to be off, but he was just bullshitting, and then they announced the fight. So, yeah, the fight's on. Um, I think it's July tenth. So, I don't know. I think um, Probably I think Duff, I yeah, I think Dustin will win a decision this time. That will be a decision. I think it'll be a decision this time, and I think Dustin will win it. And then McGregor um, should retire. No. Yeah, he'll probably retire. He's got enough fucking money to do it, so mm. <laughs> might as well. I think for one last payday, they may do a McGregor versus Diaz, and then they'll call it quits. Yeah, maybe do the do the trilogy and shit. So yeah, we'll see what happens. It's probably the only last big money fight I reckon McGregor has left, unless he like if he beats unless Poirier. He wins, yeah. If he beats Poirier, he can obviously keep going a bit, but if he doesn't, that's yeah. Diaz is. Who knows? You might even explore um, going into uh, boxing, like you know, just doing those big prize fights. That's what he wants to do. He's been talking about that for ages. He might fight fucking Jake Paul later on. (laughs) Oh, mate, stop that, Jake Paul. I don't think he'd give a shit. He'll just do it for the money. He's very exactly. Yeah, so he's done. He's done the hard yards. Now it's just about the money. Yeah, well. McGregor's pretty much got all the fucking money now, anyway. So, really? DC to end up in WWE will be sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. That'll be bloody good. Um, alright, boys. Well, look to wrap up the podcast. This would be your final thought for the rest of the week, and at least going into sports. Anything that you might tell, uh, you know, like you might be keen on watching between tonight. And uh, Sunday, Monday morning. Is there anything that jumps out in view for you? Well, yeah, the game I'm going to, obviously. Um, I actually, as much as I say I don't give a fuck, I actually really want to see um, Ben Askren beat the fuck out of J- Jake Paul, even though it's probably not mm. going to happen. Um, those are pretty much it, man. Yeah. Cool. Maybe the rest of the NRL games. I mean, I pretty much watch every NRL game, so... 
rest of the games I watch probably and yeah that'll be it for sport this week beautiful lovely Dave do you have anything mate mine's just more so obviously with the EPL just obviously seeing the relegation battle unfold like, who's who's in a relegation battle this so well, far Sheffield's gone they're on 14 points like they mathematically oh, yeah. I think can get out if they win every game left but it's not gonna happen West Brom's been on a very good tear Two back-to-back wins, a 5-2 win over Chelsea, and a 3-0 win over... Who was it? It was 3-0 win over... Um, oh, Southampton. Um, and then there's Fulham, who are five, well, six points behind Newcastle, but Newcastle haven't been in the finest of form. So, yeah, it's just... It's two teams that I don't want to... I never didn't want to see them go to backed down straight away so it'll just be nice to see at least one of them survive if at all yeah no absolutely but look boys for me it would be the uh super sprint for uh via supercars is on this weekend in tasmania um that's one 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 part of the calendar racing calendar for me that i absolutely love Mm -hmm. you've got the formula one on sunday night for us in italy uh we practice still on the way at the moment so practice too um, sharks have already lost, so there's really no need to mention the sharks again. Um, <laughs> that would be about it, really. Just just racing. Obviously, you got the for the, those avid punters out there. You've got the G1 tomorrow in Randwick, so it'll be interesting to see who takes out that to end out the uh, well, coming coming close to the end of the autumn carnival and the big races that's happened. They've got four G1s, which is just nuts. But honestly, that is it. That is it for me with with my recos. But boys, that is it. What a nice quick podcast that we've had. Two quick podcasts this last uh, last two that we've done. So obviously, Uncle Taylor's Unchanged Universe. But if I'm looking at this correctly, just while we're wrapping this up, I'm watching practice two, and looks like the Red Bull has actually stopped. Verstappen's car has come to a complete halt. He's got out of the car. He's walked out from the pit lane. Looks like he's just lost power because obviously I don't have audio on. But uh, something's going to miss there with the car. It's better happen now than it is happen on Sunday. But um, interesting shit for that. But um, but yes, boys, thank you. Uncle Jesse, Uncle David, boys, thank you so much. Thank you, mate. Have a good one, mate. You guys take care. Have enjoyed the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch up next week. See you, buddy. See you, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I have to make an unfortunate, silly announcement that Sam Walker debuted before the Sharks game. So it was the first game uh, was with hit the Roosters versus the Warriors. And it was the second game when the uh, Roosters dismantled us at the end of that game. Uh, thank you very much again for listening. Sorry for the hiatus. It's good to be back. Take care.